Well, you might have guessed, as you have noticed probably on the screen, I want to talk about Jesus. That's kind of a natural thing. I've been practicing all week, and now today we still are having on our hearts to talk about Jesus. I saw this week uh, boldness in the Spirit. I don't know about you, but there's times in my life I rolled back a few years, and I can remember I wasn't as bold in the Spirit as I should have been. We probably all can remember when it was a little bit of a backward sort of feeling to say something about Jesus or talk to someone about the Lord. But one of the things that I think that we need to ask God to give us is a boldness to tell the story of Jesus and to let others know what a joy it is to know him and the blessedness of believing in an almighty God that can touch our lives every turn we take. As I search for a place in the Bible to share with you, I come to 1 Peter 5, 6 through 11. I want to share those verses with you as we talk about a humble submission to God. And would you please stand as I read 1 Peter 5, 6 through 11. Peter said, Humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Cast all your cares upon him, for he careth for you. Be sober, be, vil- be vil- vigilant, uh, because the adversary the devil as a roaring lion walketh about seeing or seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. But the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Jesus Christ, after that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. And God's people said, Amen. Amen. May he add the blessings to those reading this morning. And would you bow with us once again as we pray. Our Father in heaven, we thank you, Lord, today for the privilege of worship, for coming to your house and being able to just listen to you speak through your word. And Lord, I just ask you to to help us all to draw close enough to you that we could quieten our lives with the world that be around us for just a little bit, that we might hear every little whisper you'd have to say, Lord, and that faith would gather in our hearts to follow just where you would have us go. Guide us now, Lord, and bless the message as we share. In your precious name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. I remember reading and talking about being humbly submitted to God. I remember reading a a poem a few years back, and a portion of it stuck with me. It was talking about an auction that took place, and it goes something like this. "'Twas battered and scarred, and the auctioneer thought it scarcely worth his while to spend much time on the old violin, but he held it up with a smile. "'What am I bid, good folks?' he cried. "'Who will start the bidding for me? One dollar, two, two dollars, who will make it three? Three dollars once, three dollars twice, and going and gone, but no. For back in the room an old gray-haired man came up and picked up the bow.' Wiping the dust from the old violin and tightening up all the strings, he played a melody, sweet and low, as sweet as the angel sings. The auctioneer lifted it up. One thousand, two, who'll make it three? Three thousand once, three thousand twice, going and gone, said he. The foolish crowd didn't quite understand what took place in that old violin. We just don't understand, one said. But the auctioneer said, what changed the worth of the old violin? was the touch of the master's hand. 
and many a life has been out of tune and battered and scarred with sin, much like the old violin that was auctioned up that day. But I want to tell you today that there's something about being aligned in God's love that will cause us to have the music of our soul to share others and tell them what a joy it is to know Jesus. What will make the difference in your life and mine is no less than the touch of the Master's hand. May God bless you as we listen to Peter talk about something that I think is very important, and that is a humble submission to God's will. I know that we can be dedicated and consecrated and, and so willing and so ready to do the will of God, but sometimes are we humbly submitted to that? And what would that be? Humbling would be such putting ourselves where we have nothing else in desiring but the will of God. And as we realize that that total submission is allowing the hand of God to lift us up, as, as he was talking about here, and hold us when the times of stumbling will come. And they do. And uh, I just want to share with you this morning what Peter wants to say about the humble submission to God's word and his will in your life. But first, I want to give her altar call. Well, before you get too excited about that, you may not have, you don't need to get up just yet. You may not have to do anything just yet, but I really believe that an altar call is a call to God's people to hear the invitation that he wants to give. And all through the word of God, we can hear the will of God and it will uh, touch our hearts and cause us to have a desire to do his uh, will in our lives. And I, I like the Matthew eleven twenty eight. Jesus said, Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Sometimes I read that and I think, Well, I am tired. I do need a little rest. And we all do at times, certainly so. But I really believe the main gist of what Jesus said was the fact that come unto him all we that labor and are heavy laden and the rest will be to allow him to help us carry the, the load of the burden that is there and that that is resting in the Lord and letting the Lord lead us. You know, we need to find ourselves in God's precious presence and that's, that's a wonderful experience to have. And maybe, some, maybe in life you've walked that distance without realizing that God wants to just bless you in those special ways and hasn't for a while. It isn't God's fault. I want you to know one of the anx most anxious things that God wants to do in your life is to bless you. And that blessing is not an automatic reflex from a loving God. It is a response to a loving Christian, a child of God who desires the blessings to come. And I believe that it is our move to ask God to help us with that. We find God in all sorts of areas and avenues of life. And I really like to look in the Bible and see some that was able to experience God in awesome and wonderful and special ways. Can't think of anybody hardly else this morning but Moses, it seems like. When Moses that day was going to encounter a touch of the master's hand, was going to encounter God on the mountain. And I hear people talking about mountaintop experiences. And I love mountaintop experiences. That's a spiritual high that we can get when we feel so close to God. But sometimes I really believe God wants to give us valley experiences. Times when things are not just as we feel like they ought to be. When blessings and happiness is not as rampant as we thought it ought to be as a child of God. But God is always there to touch. And he was there with Moses that day on the mountain. And I like what was said there before God was able to reveal hardly anything to Moses. 
he said something that has really stuck with me, and he said, Moses, take off your shoes. Now, what did that have to do with God blessing Moses with his presence and the voice of command that he was going to give? It had to do with Moses being able to humbly submit himself, bared from anything that might cause a stumbling. You know, shoes can cause you to stumble at least, or especially if they don't fit just real well. Real, real well. But why did God say that to Moses? This is what the Bible says. For Moses, you're standing on holy ground. And you know, I might want to challenge you today, and that's okay, you don't have to do that, but it might be good sometimes to find yourselves in God's presence and just slip off your shoes and just feel God's presence in such a mighty way. Paul said in 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter, the 58th verse, he says, Be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the things of God. I've had uh, this physical problem of ringing in my ears, don't we, Brother Eddie? I had some guy to ask me one time, how do you deal with that? And I said, here's what I do. I feel like sometimes it's the devil ringing my doorbell. And I don't go to the door. I tell Jesus to go get the door for me because, you see, he's living in my heart anyhow. And so I believe that's the response that I want to give every time. And God will always be there for us. And he has not seen fit to remove the dinging in my ears. But he has seen fit to bless me to realize that things are in the world and can trouble us and cause us to reach out in a greater way for his strength. And that's what he has done in my life. That's what I thank him for. Uh, You know, when Satan comes to your door... He's not expecting Jesus to answer it. You know why? He thinks he's dead. Why at the cross? He was so ready to say, I got him. I have killed Jesus, the Son of God, as he claimed. But little did he know that he had not killed Jesus at all. And the door of your life can open and find a living Lord a crucified Christ and a risen Savior that can bless you in such a wonderful way. I like the story of the disciples when they uh, were out in the boat and Jesus was with them. And it came up a storm. And they called on Jesus to come and, and help. They were about scared to death of the weather. And Jesus stilled the storm. What manner of man is this, that even the storm can be calmed by a simple word. You know, sometimes I feel like that I need to ask Jesus to get in my boat, to get in with me and to help me deal with the storms of life. And it's not always water. It can, always, it can sometimes be unworthy thoughts or something that can get in the way of worship. And I haven't had a problem lately with that, but staying close to shore sometimes is a problem that we can have. And if you haven't encountered the help of Jesus in the storms of your life, you are staying too close to the shore. Get out in the water. Get out in the depth of desires that God wants you to have and the depth of life that will let you show the sufficiency of Jesus Christ in a storm that may be raging in your life. I don't know the situation. Many spoke of physical things in your family and, and friends, and we've mentioned several this morning in prayer. But I believe that God is a God that answered prayer and is still answering prayer. 
Not always is that put us where we want to be, but God is still there loving and caring. Young people, I want to, let me talk to you just a moment. You are tomorrow's church, but you are in today's opportunity to lay the groundwork for that life that he wants you to live. I know that there are many movie stars that you admire. I have a few. John Wayne and <laughs> Roy Rogers and the Lone Ranger. No. But I, know, I don't even know the names that you all like to hear sing. And you like to, the songs, sing along with them that has a few words and a lot of music. But I want to tell you about a star that is so important. He's the bright and morning star. He's the lily of the valley. He's, he's Jesus. And he wants you to be acquainted with him so that he can be there for you. You can see the brightness of his love shining and reflecting through your life. I just love the story. And we read over in Malachi 3, 3, I guess it is. He shall sit as a refiner and a purifier of silver. And I like that as I look at that story, I realize that God has us in the refining fires of adjusting our lives. And he will keep us there. Sometimes it can get uncomfortable what God needs to do to cause us to be what he wants us to be. But the old silversmith realizing that as he boils the old metals that has nothing but sometimes a little more or less than silver. And when it begins to separate and the silver begins to be refined and produced from that massive mess that's in the boiling pot. Someone said, but Mr. Silversmith, how do you know when the silver is through? He said, very simply, when I can look in and see the, my reflection in the silver. God's in the refining business of life. And yes, that's exactly how he can tell that you are ready for a task that he has laid on your heart. Because he can look in your life and see his reflection the reflection of God's love that will be so wonderful and so ready to touch you. But life can be hard. I, I, I remember the song we sang here once in a while, It Is Well With My Soul. H.G. Spafford was an attorney in Chicago, and during the, uh, he was an, uh, had a lot of, of real estate. And during the 18 and whatever it was fire that Chicago had, was that when the cow kicked over the lantern or whenever? But anyway, and during that fire, it wiped out most of all that Mr. Spafford had. And so realizing that he and his family needed to have a little time, but he waited a while before they decided to go on vacation when all of a sudden, unexpectedly, his only son died. He had four daughters and a wife, and he thought, well, we'll go to a European tour, and so he sent them on on a boat. True story. And as they traveled across the Atlantic Ocean, about halfway across, all of a sudden, there's some dramatic happening in that boat and caused it to sink. And 226 passengers sank in the deep waters of the Atlantic Ocean, including Mr. Spafford's four daughters. Saved alone, the wife and just a very few. Made its way rescued onto shores in Europe somewhere. Mr. Spafford soon done with some business he had and caught a, a boat to go and be with his grieving wife. He got near the spot as someone shared where the, the boat with his children had gone down. 
and not in despair as you might would think, but in a hope that looks far beyond the tragedies of life, he went to his cabin and he wrote the words, When sorrow like sea pillows roll, whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. I ask you this morning, wherever you are in life, is it well with your soul? Have you been to Jesus for his cleansing power, for the blood that washes sins away? And someone said, how's that happen? I know blood stains. But the blood of Jesus Christ is a cleansing blood and will cleanse us from all unrighteousness and will buoy us in a direction that will bring salvation to the soul. And you can rejoice in the love of God because you know Jesus as Savior and Lord. Is it well with your soul today? Do you know Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord of your life? Isaiah 43 says, When you pass through the waters, I'll be there. And the river shall not harm you, and the fire will not burn you, because I've made that promise. I just love the song, I, I can't even walk without you holding my hand. I've told the story many times, and I, I, I'm just reminded of it often, that I remember as a little boy walking through the field, probably about the age of Eden or Asher one there, and trying to hold on to my daddy's forefinger. I would stumble and I'd lose my grip and fall, but daddy would pick me up. I soon found out that there was no need for me to try to hold on to daddy's hand. I didn't have the strength. So somehow, miraculously, I lifted my hand and daddy took a hold of mine. Oh, I still stumbled, but I didn't fall. And that's kind of the way I feel like my relationship with Jesus is. I'm not trying to hold on to him, but I'm wanting him to hold on to me. Praise God. And he is so anxious to do that. And he wants to bless you with his presence and with his strength, with his power, with his love. You know, a lot of storms can get in our lives. And we have a little bit of trouble standing for Jesus sometimes. But we can't control the high winds of God's will even. But we can adjust the sail that will help us go with God. And keep us afloat and let him know that we're still there reaching out for his love. Jesus made a promise a long time ago. Lo, I am with you always, even to the very end. And I believe sometimes God gets anxious to show us the very end. Let God make good greater, maybe bad a little better. He can do that. Has the power. To touch whatever need you have in your life. And that need today may be to come and find Jesus as Savior. That need may be to come today and, and recommit your life to the Lord and make some decision that he's been putting on your heart for a while and just been kind of hard to make those steps of faith. I want you to listen to God this morning and let him lead you, let him guide you, let him show you a direction that he so anxiously wants to guide you in. Are you where you need to be? Is it well with your soul? When sorrow like sea pillows roll, whatever your lot, God has taught you to say, it's okay, it's well with my soul. Would you bow with us in prayer?
Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you so much for so much. We thank you, Lord, for your love that we can know, your presence that we can feel, and your direction that you want to give us. And we just ask you this morning, Lord, as we pause for your invitation, that, Lord, we might be ready to say yes to a love that will guide us, hold us, and lead us where you want us to be. Lord, I just ask you to let this invitation be just that, your will be done today. In your precious name we pray. Amen.